Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday, June the 9th. I pray that you're having a good week. This is your first time worshiping with us. We'd like to welcome you to this midweek time of devotion and prayer. Before I get started tonight, I just want to thank God again for a great day we had this past Sunday as we celebrated our 233rd anniversary. What a special day it was as we also celebrated Bill and Linda Adcock's 15th anniversary of ministry here at the Forks. It was a wonderful day. I want to say a special thank you again to David Nance, our church historian, for all of his hard work and planning. He did such an excellent job last Wednesday as we did the walking tour, and we've already talked about because of the positive feedback of doing a part two and doing yet another tour. I also want to say a special thank you to our communications director, Jessica Schweitzer, for all of her hard work in the video presentation as well as putting together the presentation for Bill this past Sunday. So we just continue to celebrate God's faithfulness to us through the years. And I want you to know that God is faithful to you and me. And tonight, just for a few moments, I want to share with you out of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. Remember when Paul wrote this letter, he was on his third missionary trip to Corinth and he was writing to the church at Rome who was made up primarily of Gentiles, but there were some Jews who were a part of the church. And, and he was actually wanting to present the basic plan of salvation, the, the basic gospel. And he was wanting the church to know that the salvation of God was both for the Gentile and for the Jew. And God wants us to know today that his salvation is for everyone, for all people. When he wrote this particular passage, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. We can't help but think about those of us who are stronger in the faith. When we have strong convictions, we are strong in the faith. We need to encourage those when it says who are weak, maybe those who have doubt, those who are not mature in the faith, those who aren't Christians. And in doing so, we're not just thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about others. There's another passage of scripture that Paul wrote in Philippians chapter two, beginning with verse three, when he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition, or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And so 
really it's our responsibility as Christians to not just look out for our own needs, our own selfish desires, but we are to look out for or to think of others. Have you ever been in a gym before, maybe a workout facility when you've seen, or maybe you've even had a personal trainer? Now, what's the, the goal of a personal trainer? Well, I think one of the very first things a personal trainer encourages whomever they're training. They are encouraging them to, to get their reps in. They're encouraging them when, when the person is weak to keep on keeping on. They are encouraging them to be disciplined. They're encouraging them to motivate people to, to stay with the, the fitness plan, to stay with the program, and really, that's what we as Christians are called to do, not just ministers. I mean, I hope that I'm an encourager. That's, that's one of the things I believe God has called me to do, to encourage you to live more for Christ. Or if you don't know him, to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I feel like a, a personal trainer, if you will, that I'm encouraging you to keep on keeping on, to be disciplined in your faith, to be disciplined in your prayer lives, to be disciplined to your Bible reading, to be disciplined in sharing your faith with others, to be disciplined and committed to building others up. And, and that's what we're called to do as followers of Christ. That's what Paul was trying to do. That's what we are called to do. And that's what he shared in verse 2. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good, to build them up. And that's what we are called to do, to be encouragers, to build people up. I hope that when people come to this church, and I'm so thankful to see so many of you starting to come back. It's a joy to see some uh, new faces each Sunday, some new old faces. And what I mean by that some of our members who have been here a while starting to come back, and it's great to see new faces. Some of you that have been starting to come and visit our church family during this time, but when he says each of us should please our neighbor for their good to build them up, I pray that when people come through these doors that they would feel the presence of the Lord and an atmosphere of encouragement. So many of us go through different seasons of our lives and the season you're going through, you might be in a place where you can encourage others. Maybe you've gone through COVID, you've gone through a health scare, you've gone through marital issues, you've gone through battled addiction, you might be at a place today where you can encourage someone else who are going through a, a difficult season. The strong are able to minister to the weak. Or it's possible that you're on the other side of that. You are going through a difficult time and you need someone to uplift you, to encourage you. I pray that God's church, this church, would always be an atmosphere of encouragement. 
last Wednesday as we were doing our walking tour and we stopped in the front foyer and we were talking about how the, the little sanctuary or the chapel would fit inside the lobby of our building that we have now. And I talked about that one of the reoccurring things that I've heard people share when they walked through these doors, they said, as soon as I walked in, I felt an excitement. I felt an energy. I felt an electricity. I felt a, a spirit. And I said, that's the, the Holy Spirit. That's the presence of the Lord. May that always be the atmosphere that people feel and experience when they walk into these doors, when they drive onto this property, that they'll know they're on holy ground. And maybe that's what your home needs to become, an atmosphere of encouragement. Maybe that's, if you're a coach or you help with a baseball team or softball team or a summer AAU basketball team or a soccer team, a travel team, whatever it may be, may we give an atmosphere of encouragement. At home, may we give encouragement to our spouse or to our children. Maybe out in the neighborhood, as it said here, each of us should please our neighbor. Well, that can mean a, a brother or sister in Christ. It might be a literal neighbor that you live next door to, or or maybe a co-worker that you work beside, or or on the other side of the cubicle, or whatever it may be, that we would have an atmosphere of encouragement, not discouragement. We've all, through the years, maybe known people that they're encouragers. Now, I don't want to start naming names, but right now, can you think about someone who's always been an encourager to, to you? I, I can think of several who have been and continue to be encouragers to me. And maybe you can think of someone right now, you're picturing their face right now of an encourager. And then we've known people who have been negative Nellies or discouragers. Well, do we really enjoy the time when we see them coming? Or would we rather be around people who are constantly encouraging, they're positive, they see the sunny side of life and not the dark cloud, the bad, the woe is me. Now, again, we've all maybe gone through seasons where we have felt that way, but I've always prayed that I would be, that we as a church would be encouragers, not discouragers, that we would build people up and not tear people down. We all are sinners. We all have faults. But I think God wants his children, we as Christians, or people that are longing to have a relationship with God, to be encouragers. Paul said over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in Christ he builds us up. And so uh, that's what we're to do. And actually, I misquoted that. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. But Christ does certainly build us up through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, I'm, I'm acting as your personal trainer. 
Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're battling a nagging health issue. Maybe you're battling depression. Maybe you're battling loneliness. Maybe you're battling that COVID fog that's affected so many people. Maybe you're going through a, a job change, a career change. Maybe you're just right now weak and you need to be strengthened. You need to be built up. Well, I want to do that. I want you to know how much God loves you. He loved you so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's John 3, 16. But also I want to build you up if you're going through a, a season of heartache, a season of pain, to know we love you. Not only does God love you, we love you. And this church, as I shared Sunday, has always been a, a field hospital for the sick and hurting or or for the weak. And then I pray that that through the power of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, He He builds us up, He strengthens us, He makes the sick whole so that we can minister to others when they come in, that it's not always about us, what I get out of it or or what I got from it, but to say, Lord, how can I be an encourager to others? How can I minister to others? How can I be strengthened so I can go out and strengthen and build up someone else? So I pray tonight, whatever season you're going through, you maybe are able to train someone, or maybe you're still being strengthened and you're being healed and you're still weak or vulnerable. And maybe right now you need to be the one that's receiving the training and the encouragement of keep on keeping on and don't quit. And, and uh, who was it? Jane Fonda used to say in her workout videos, don't forget to breathe. Or maybe that was Richard Simmons, but somebody would say, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe in the Holy Spirit and know that he gives us supernatural strength when ours is not enough. So be challenged tonight. Be encouraged tonight to be encouraged and to be an encourager to someone else. And that's what Paul was trying to do. And I pray that that's what we as followers of Christ would always try to be. Not a discourager, but an encourager to see the good and not the bad, to see the positive and not the negative, to be a promoter of others, to build others up and not to tear them down or to discredit them. So thank you so much for allowing me to share that brief devotion from God's Word. And each week we have a prayer list that's sent out to those of you who are on our email list. If you want to be added to that list, please contact the church office and we'd be happy to share with you uh, that a prayer list that goes out, but we have so many in our church family that continue to grieve over the loss of loved ones. We have so many people that are recovering from surgeries, facing surgeries that we need to remember in prayer. And I ask that you would remember all these and others who are on your heart tonight. You know who they are and 
And if I and we can ever pray for you or your family, contact us. We are happy to do that. Continue to pray for the country that we live in, for the world, for our leaders, to pray for this church as we are trying to uh, restart and come out of the wilderness. And I'm going to share more about that in just a few minutes. But at this time, I'm going to invite you to join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you, O oh God, for being our encourager, the ultimate encourager. And Father, we know that you sent the Holy Spirit to be a helper, to be an encourager, to be an advocate, to help us when our strength is not enough. So we thank you for your presence, God, even when we feel alone. And God, I'd be willing to say tonight that there's someone who needed to be encouraged. There's someone who was feeling depressed or lonely or overwhelmed or defeated. Oh, God, may they feel your presence even now and know they're not alone. And they would be encouraged to keep on keeping on, not to throw in the towel or not to quit, but to keep on going with their eyes fixed upon you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And Lord, maybe there's a neighbor, maybe there's a family member, a husband, a wife, a child, a, a parent that we can encourage tonight. And, and Father, to lift someone up. And again, I'm thankful, Father, for so many of these wonderful church members here at Forks who have been encouragers to me. And Father, I pray your blessings upon them. And Lord, I, I pray that, that I and we as ministers would always be encouragers to people, that we would never discourage people, even though we're human and we need encouragement too. But Lord, that we would encourage people through the, the ministries that you've given us and Father, I pray that you would just bless people tonight who are grieving, that you would comfort them. Bless people, Lord, that are in pain or recovering from surgeries, facing surgeries, God, that they might feel your presence and your strength. Father, uh, bless, Lord, again, uh, this nation that you would bring healing and unity and revival and spiritual awakening and and Lord, that would spread across our world. We need revival and we need spiritual awakening. And Lord, if there was ever a time for people to come to Jesus, may it be now. And Lord, if there's anyone watching tonight and they've never given their life to Jesus and followed through believers' baptism, may it be tonight that they would confess their sin and ask for your forgiveness and invite you to come into their heart and and repent from the old ways and start living a new life in Christ. And Lord, that they would contact me or our church and so we could pray with them and talk with them. And Father, schedule a baptism, Lord, as a symbol of our faith in you that we are buried with Christ in baptism and we rise to walk in newness of life. Oh God, may a great harvest of souls be saved because you are only hope. And Father, just uh, be with our church as we're excited about a 
comeback plan, coming out of the wilderness plan. And Lord, I'm excited to share that plan and just uh, pray that people will be open and receptive, that it's not going to be like it used to be in some areas of ministry. But Lord, I pray that it will be new and improved and better even than it was before. So I pray people would have open hearts and open minds and they would be receptive, Father, to what you're going to do. And Lord, we just pray again for all those who are on our hearts tonight. And Lord, may we think of someone that we can reach out to and encourage. Maybe it's a, a neighbor, maybe it's an elderly person, maybe it's a young person, maybe it's a family member, but may we right now, God, think about who we can encourage, uh, even today or this week, Lord, and we're just going to thank you for the, the blessings you're going to bring, Father, that we would be a blessing to someone else or someone be a blessing to us, but it'll be a double blessing for sure, uh, however we do it. So, God, we just love you so much. And we thank you for your faithfulness. And we pray all these things by faith in the strong and holy name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. What a joy it is to be able to spend a few moments with you who watch virtually. I shared with you, I've been sharing for several weeks. I'm going to be sharing soon a comeback plan or a coming out of the wilderness plan and the target date to share that is on Sunday, July the 11th. And the reason we haven't shared it before now, I've been going through a sermon series on Sunday, and I hope you'll join us this Sunday as we finish out the Beatitude series, the Summit of Joy series. And then I knew we had Father's Day coming up, and, and then uh, there's going to be some vacation time. And I knew a lot of folks this summer for the first time in about a year and a half or so, or going on vacations, and it would be hard and difficult to start some new uh, ministries or programs in the middle of people coming in and out. And I had three different families to tell me Sunday they were going to be leaving for vacation. So um, please be praying that God is going to bless on that day. We're excited that this Sunday... Even though Sunday school has been open for several weeks now or months for folks who felt comfortable, this Sunday is an official, uh, an official regathering or restarting. So please be in prayer for our Sunday school ministry. And I also want to issue a plea for you to pray about we desperately need someone who would be or people who would take on the ministry of the nursery. Uh, we need nursery workers at 8.30 during the Sunday school hour and or at 11 o'clock. If you would be willing to, to help with the nursery, contact the office or contact one of our Sunday school staff or Mary Rainwater, our, our interim children's minister, and we would be... Uh, more than happy to sign you up. We also need Sunday school teachers and workers for the preschool age. This is one and two-year-olds or three and four-year-olds. If, 
if you feel God leading you to work with these at either during Children's Church at 8, 30, 11, or if you would commit to do that each week during the Sunday school hour, we desperately need your help. I appreciate some of you who have stepped up to teach in other areas. We are still trying to find a couple of teachers for some adult classes, so please be in prayer. We're excited about a new season of Sunday school starting this Sunday. Please be in prayer. And to let you know, our donuts will not be starting back this week. We hope in the fall, when we start back uh, with some of these other areas of ministry, we can uh, have donuts safely. Uh, but so you will have to, to eat breakfast before you come Sunday. I know I miss those donuts too, but uh, we plan on hopefully bringing the donuts back, but not this summer. So whether you need to get your own donut or Pop-Tart or pancake or, or egg sandwich, whatever, uh, I hope you'll still join us. And then I also want to remind you that this Sunday we are fondly uh, grateful to be able to have a celebration of life service for my dad. And I appreciate all your prayers and love and support through these last several months. And uh, we're going to do visitation from 3 to 5 with the service at 5 on this Sunday evening here at the church. So be in prayer for my family, but this is a, a time that we have needed to grieve. And, and I know my mom has, has been wanting to have a special time uh, of uh, celebration of my dad's life. So I appreciate your prayers for me and my family. And again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight, I'm grateful that Carrie Casey, Kathy Parrott, and Karen Bourne are going to be closing us with the beautiful song reminding us of the great love of God and, and Jesus. And I pray you would be encouraged by this beautiful message and song. Don't forget how much God loves you and, and we love you. And I, I hope to see you soon. And if you haven't come back to church yet, we'd love to see you this Sunday in person at 8.30 or 11, or we love that we can still come to you virtually, however you feel comfortable. But come on back, invite a friend to join you as we are having an atmosphere of encouragement, an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit in this place. Hope to see you soon. Have a great evening, and God bless you.
And you love. 